We interrupt to bring you this. You've connected with a worldwide network of millions. You're on TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. They should be in their peak earning years, but for the unemployed over the age of 50, many have fears of never working again. We'll look at the reasons why and get some job hunting tips from an expert. It's a particular problem for older workers because if they lose their job, they have a more difficult time getting back into the labor market. If they do get another job, they tend to take fairly significant pay cuts. Then, whoever thought the working poor would become big business? A look at the fast-growing poverty industry and why it's skyrocketing. Payday lenders, the rent-to-own business, pawnbrokers, are they exploiting or are they providing a needed life jacket to those who are drowning and desperate for cash? Those stories and more are on the way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. We'll get the show started in just a moment. So started in just a moment. InfoTrack continues. Welcome back to InfoTrack. I'm Roy Mackey. The nation's unemployment problem cuts across nearly every demographic, but for the unemployed over the age of 50, some have fears of never working again. We're joined by Dr. Carl Van Horn, Professor of Public Policy and Director of the John J. Heldrick Center for Workforce Development at Rutgers University. Dr. Van Horn, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks. Glad to be with you. So how bad is the situation for older members of the nation's workforce? Of course, we know that there's a very high unemployment rate across the board. Millions of people, maybe over 15 million people looking for work right now. But it's a particular problem for older workers because if they lose their job, they have a more difficult time getting back into the labor market. They have longer periods of unemployment. If they do get another job, they tend to take fairly significant pay cuts on the next job. Once the economy does begin to turn around and hiring improves, it sounds like things aren't going to turn around as quickly for older workers as they may for some younger ones. That's right. And we also have a concern that with older workers, they don't have as much time to recover, if you will. Take a person who's 55 years old and he or she is out of work for a couple of years and then they try to get back in the labor market. Even if they do, they're going to have lost all that income for a couple of years. And then they face a more difficult retirement period. Maybe they won't even be able to retire if they get another job. They'll just have to keep working because of their financial obligations. So it's a particularly tough experience when you lose a job in your 50s or late 50s. You're not eligible for Social Security in most cases until you're 62. You're not eligible for health care until you're 65. And so it's particularly devastating. From what I've read, it's not uncommon for some of these folks to be out of work for two years, four years. Talk about what that time out in their careers does to those marketable skills. And is that worse for an older worker than it is for a younger worker? Yes, even if their skills are still relevant. Many employers may look skeptically at what we call the white space on the resume. How do you explain those two or three or four years? Now, I should add that in this kind of economy, very few people should be blaming themselves for these periods of unemployment. This is the worst recession we've had in our history, the longest periods of long-term unemployment. But nonetheless, employers may have that bias. 
that says, well, if this person was really good, maybe they would have had a job during that period. And then the other point is that when the labor market improves, and hopefully it will sometime in the next few years, they'll be competing against younger workers who will have acquired a lot of skills, and it makes it more difficult for them to land that next job. You touched on this a bit, but let's talk about how this affects retirement planning, because many of these people would be in their peak earning years, and now they're out of the workforce entirely, at least for a time. How does that affect our nation's handling of senior citizens down the road? Well, it certainly blows a hole in people's retirement planning. Now, many of these individuals will still have significant financial obligations, so they may still owe on mortgages for their homes. They may be still sending children to college or supporting young adults who are also having difficulty in the labor market. Maybe they're also helping uh, older parents. So they have a lot of financial obligations at this point in their life, and yet they're also trying to prepare their financial nest egg for retirement. So when you add to the unemployment problem the fact that most people's houses have lost value, so they have less equity or less opportunity to make money if they sell their house, and then their 401ks have also been hurt by the second eye downturn. It's not a good picture for a retirement standpoint. It's also important to keep in mind that most Americans don't have a lot of retirement set aside. So they're really relying on Social Security and probably in most cases the ability to sell their home if they can get cash out of the home in order to help fund their retirement. So those two options have been really hurt during this recession. The other question you asked, the implication for society, is that we have to start thinking differently about people making this transition and develop some strategies to help them get into a more successful retirement, especially for those who lost their job in their 50s and aren't able to get another one until they're eligible for Social Security. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Carl Van Horn. He's a professor of public policy and director of the John J. Heldrick Center for Workforce Development at Rutgers University. And we're talking about how unemployment affects those over the age of 50 and how some of those people fear they may never get back into the workforce. So far, this has been a rather bleak picture. Can you offer us some maybe positive advice for older workers who are looking for a job? Well, the positive advice I have for all workers, older workers as well, is that the best way to get another job is to keep looking because we do have millions of openings that occur every year. And the way to do that is to keep working at it and keep your social networks up and running as possibly as much as you can. For instance, one of the things that I think people who have been successful in getting another job do is they volunteer. In other words, they work for nothing in a community organization, faith-based institution, whatever, and then they meet people and they find out that, hey, you know, Sally is looking for a job. Maybe we've got something for her. They continue to go back to their employer or any previous employers, the people that know them, and say, listen, I'm available. They're flexible, as flexible as they can be about what they'll be doing, how much they'll be paid, how much hours they'll be working. It's tough advice to give because none of us would like to do all those things, but the reality is it's a very difficult labor market, and so you have to, in a sense, shed some of your previous expectations in order to have a more realistic approach and get reconnected so you can eventually get back to hopefully earning a salary that was close to what you did before. 
Dr. Van Horn, what about social networking sites, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, that sort of thing? Is that something that's actually a useful tool for looking for a job, or is it still just that face-to-face networking? I think social networking sites are useful, and this is an area where older workers don't take advantage of something that is available to them. We found in our surveys that they're much less likely to use them than younger workers. The advantage of them is, especially LinkedIn, It's a site that allows people who you may have gone to college with or high school or perhaps you were in an association with them together or belonged to a church. You let them know that you're looking for a job and that you have these kind of skills where otherwise they wouldn't know about it. So it's a way to quickly get in touch with people. And I think there's an expectation that that's part of what people do on these social networks. So it's a strategy that I think is helpful. Again, it's increasing the opportunities for you to get a lead on a job that may be good for you. And so I definitely recommend that. And it's more than just entertainment. It can actually be very valuable for advancing your career and getting another job. I've also read that when you're doing a resume for an older person, it's probably wise to limit how many years you go back into your career. What do you think of that? I don't think there's any need to go back to your first job or even maybe the first decade if you've been in the labor market for 30 years. Some employers will probe that anyway. I certainly do not advise people to in any way misrepresent their background. Employers tend to be very diligent, especially larger employers, about checking on those things. So you don't want to try to engage in anything that is misrepresenting yourself. On the other hand, you're not obliged to tell people when you graduated from high school or college, how many years you've been working. That's totally up to you to decide. There are laws that prohibit employers from discriminating against older workers. But as I think common sense tells you, such discrimination can take place without you necessarily knowing it's happening. I mean, others are going to say to you, you look too old for this job. They'll just look at you and just make that decision and won't say anything to you. So it's tough to avoid that. But as you suggest, it's also not necessary to advertise that you're an older worker, and they can discover that when they talk to you. Dr. Carl Van Horn, Professor of Public Policy and Director of the John J. Heldrick Center for Workforce Development at Rutgers University. Thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. It seems they're everywhere. Payday loans, cash for gold, rent to own, and pawn shops. In a moment, an up-close look at the poverty industry. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.